on geeks you're listening to episode 210 of the geeks under grace podcast my name is cody armor i'm here with lj lowry what up and shelly walter hey this week we're geeking out about the new xbox specs universal's monster movies and honestly whatever i could scrape up in tv news hmm. there was not a lot but a very special shout out to our patreons at patreon.com slash geeks under grace Specifically, Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayman, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, and uh, Michael. And leave the last name. So nice. Could be any Michael. Thank you so much for giving at Patreon.com/slash Geekstarter. Thank you for everyone who come came out to the pledge drive. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we do that every year. There's uh, we're really excited to do the next one. Also, before we get into uh, the podcast, if you are following, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, then check in tomorrow, Thursday, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, whatever you use most, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and there's kind of a really cool surprise happening. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, then hopefully I've already got uh kind of figured out where it's been revealed to you already in a way <laughs> and i don't i don't want to say any more than that but i'm really excited about it and you should be too um yeah some weird weird imagery happening on facebook and twitter and instagram and stuff i don't know don't know what's going on there i'm excited <laughs> uh, also before we get into the show um kind of elephant in the room covid19 is canceled uh, everything. So specifically prayers out to everyone who's being affected because more and more people, um, job wise, it's really, uh, it's really messing with people. Um, you know, school being out so that you have kids that are having to go to daycare. Uh, the parents may or may not be able to afford, plus they still have to go to work, uh, some of them. And so there's a lot of people being affected by it that you wouldn't really think about if you're, if you're not being affected by it. Um, so our prayers are out to all of you, our thoughts, our prayers and all that. Uh, Mm -hmm. also we're going to try to make the podcast not all about COVID-19. Um, but I am really sad that E3 is not happening. I think you guys probably are too. Yeah. Um, But also, I mean, Nintendo's still going to do a thing and. It's true. I don't know. Like, it's going to do a celebration of gaming, Mm -hmm. but it's not a necessary thing to have in my opinion. Yeah. I, I love, cause it was kind of like this holiday for me where. Uh, we would we wouldn't do the podcast because there was always something on Monday, uh, and we would just kind of sit back and watch yeah. uh, all of this news unfold. And I think that's really cool. Uh, I think places like IGN are probably going to be affected way harder. Uh, also, uh, they covered it really well on GameScoop, kind of uh, because they're people that actually go to the event. Um, it affects them a lot more, and they kind of talk about what they think will will happen with that. And Shelly, mm-hmm. I think you're right that like everyone's going to have their own shows and mm-hmm. kind of. We're gonna see all the things that we're yeah. excited in about. Fact, that we're excited about. In fact, I wonder. Oh man, this is gonna be great if they don't have those weird like shows and stuff happening. You know what I mean? Oh, like I know like PS4 and weird, Xbox like, especially would always have those weird presentations. Some of it was kind of cool, I guess. Like some of the musical performances, I did like that. But there were some musical performances and some other just like weird, like oh, it's so 
Like, I just remember... I remember when PlayStation Sony's first, was weird. Yeah, and they had, like... I just remember they, like, threw everyone in that shack to first release that teaser for Last of Us 2, and I just thought, that's so dumb. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Like, and so, you know they stuff. haven't had an E3 since? Like, Sony's backed out of E3 the last couple years. And that's they true. Done one that's true. But I'm trying to... I th- I'm pretty sure Xbox did some of similar stuff in last year's. Xbox has had really good shows the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have. But anyway, it's just they can't really... Not, not as ridiculous. They can't do any of that stuff because there's no reason right. to. They're not going to show it to anyone. It's not going to have the same effect mm-hmm. for everyone watching. So yeah. that would be real, real great. <laughs> we'll see. I do hope... We could move on from it, but I do hope that, like, this break... Well, there's a lot of money that's going in and out of this event, uh, and so I hope this doesn't, like, crush... E3. Uh, I don't know yeah. who exactly puts it on, but it's the um, the ESA. They're uh, they're an organization that kind of uh, that does E3. Uh, see, the problem is, is that E3's been kind of sketchy the last couple of years, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a reason why I haven't been pushing for us to go to E3 because last year there was a big old like leak of personal information. Mm-hmm. People on various websites and content creators had to literally move change their phone numbers because the ESA wasn't securely keeping their information. Um, mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of reasons why, like, I don't, like, yeah, E3 is an exciting time, but I'm not going to miss it, personally. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, I will. <laughs> Speaking of video games, have you guys been playing any? What about you, LJ? Uh, I've been playing a few things since the Pledge Drive. Um, I did pick up, right before we had the Pledge Drive, I picked up Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which uh, Netflix uh, Netflix has an anime called uh, it's a uh, anime based on Grand Blue Fantasy, which Grand Blue Fantasy actually started as a mobile game in Japan, I think, and you can't even get it here. It's like it's literally like in a different in the different language and everything. Um, but they have the animation on Netflix, which is cool. It's like thirteen episodes, but then. Arc System Works, the people who did Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, they did a fighting game for for Grand Blue, and I like it a lot more than I like Dragon Ball Fighters so far. Dragon Ball Fighters got boring to me because there were so many auto combos and tag and just like the the tag combos and stuff. But uh, my brother picked it up too, and so this weekend we just played for like three hours straight and just like fought like the whole time, just these insane like intense battles, and so. I'm really enjoying that. Um, so I recommend maybe if people check out the anime on Netflix, uh, you probably may want to look into this if you're a fighting game fan. Uh, it's cool, though. It's, it's got an RPG mode where you can do, like, single-player stuff, and there's, like, these, like, missions that you can play where you fight actual, like, monsters and, like, bosses instead of just fighting, like, an enemy for a couple rounds. Uh, you can nice. get weapons, upgrade the weapons, and all that good stuff. Um... So that's been cool. I'm going to actually review that one. Uh, the second one I'm kind of interested in talking about a little more is uh, before the podcast, I started Final Fantasy VI. And I'm also playing on a GBA SP. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, because apparently the, the PC port is garbage. And I'm not <laughs> playing the mobile port either. So I have a Game Boy SP that I've had just sitting. Like I bought it like a couple years ago for like 40, 30 bucks. And so I was like, oh, I still have this thing. So I bought a charger off of Amazon for like five bucks. And then I bought the game off of eBay for like 10 bucks. And so I got the game in today. 
and nice. I was able to I was able to start it f- before the podcast, and I literally like easily killed like probably 30, 40 minutes playing it. And I looked, I'm like, oh, it's almost seven thirty. I should probably get ready for the podcast. I still have my SP. It's nice. silver and it's very scratched. Like the screen's fine, mm-hmm. but the outer shell. You're talking about on the top, through the ringer. Yeah, that's how this uh, one is. I bought. Yeah, it's like scratched on the top. Yeah, it's it's been rough. Mm-hmm. Been rough on it. I love that thing though. I've played yeah. a long time, but most of my Pokemon was on that. When I bought this one, uh, I bought it on eBay for like thirty bucks. But I really wanted to play because I'm like, well, I'm, I should get a game with it if I'm going to buy it. So I bought. There was this cartridge I had that I really liked. It was uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Uh, but it was a really good Diablo clone for the Game Boy Advance, and so that's what I was playing before like my Final Fantasy copy came in. Cool. Yeah, I got mine right here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those, my wife is your silver too. Yes, that's awesome. I my wanted the NES one, but those are super expensive. The what? The NES looking one that like had a oh like, I bet like an any NES. kind of special edition. I'm sure. Yeah. I was like, nah. Sense. I'm like, I could pay a hundred bucks for it, but I could just pay thirty or forty for the silver one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but it's very nostalgic. But also, I'm playing it, and I'm like, how did I look at this tiny screen? But I'm like, also, I was a smaller person. That's true. And how did we use this terrible backlight? And then I'm like, oh, that's right. We were happy with what we had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's know. a lot of nostalgia behind like booting that thing up though. Again, I was like, oh man. Right. I remember that backlight being amazing, though, like, because when I would use it, my, my parents were divorced, and we had, like, a six-hour drive that we would make every, like, right. month. That's why mine is so, like, special. That's why, like, my, the Game Boy was always so special to me, like, or any handheld system was because my parents were divorced, and, like, I had consoles, but I had that thing all the time. Yeah, and so I had this little light you would plug in, and it would go over top. Oh, the original one? destroy your battery. And so when I got the SP with the backlight, I was so happy yeah. that I could play in the middle of the night because it was so hard with without it. Yeah. I got caught playing whenever I was supposed to be sleeping. Like, oh, yeah. Like for time. school. I was playing like Legacy of Goku or something, and my dad like was walking by and heard the sound. I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so All that's what time. I've been playing, Final Fantasy VI on the GBA. It's really good so far. Cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shelly? Uh, so I played more Horizon Zero Dawn this weekend. I am on the last thing, I'm pretty sure. I kind of, I nice. thought I had another Ooh. quest afterwards, but it basically said, hey, this is the last thing. You can't go back. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I that. love those moments because then you're like, yes. Yeah. Wait, did you not beat, did you not beat the game, but went and did the DLC before you beat it? Correct. Okay, that's cool. That's yeah, so I I beat well I mostly beat the DLC. I I what I think is the main storyline of the DLC I beat, and it seems like they even have like a post campaign type thing. Like I don't really necessarily would consider it. It's just basically killing like a, a bunch post-game. of more machines, and I don't really want to do that because the machines they introduce suck. Like they're just super <laughs> hard to fight, and I never want to fight them again. So I'm like, okay, peace yeah, out. Yeah, those bears are awful. Oh gosh, I hate them. Um, so that's why I was like, okay, I'm done with that. Let's see where I am at the main story. Now that I'm level like post level fifty, almost level sixty, <clears throat> let's see how the main quest at level thirty five is gonna go. Um, but then it's like, 
all my friends are there. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. But oh, that means yeah. it's like the final battle. So I haven't, I try. I decided not to finish it that night because it was already getting kind of late. But I'm, again, I'm very, very close to finishing it and will probably the next opportunity I have to play my PS4. Uh, but my I didn't put it in the news, but that's actually co- officially confirmed coming to PC. Yeah, yeah, super cool. The more people can play that game, the better. It's such a good game. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it'd work really well on the PC. I can only ima- imagine what mods are going to be on it. Like, oh, Thomas the Train will be a Thunderjaw. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I just want to see that like upresed and. Oh, people do like crazy mods of the lighting and stuff. Oh, I would seriously. love to shoot that bow with a mouse. I bet you like the shooting probably feels so satisfying with a mouse it and would. keyboard. That's a good point. Like I've gotten pretty good at shooting with the the stick, but right, it's still obviously much easier on mouse. Um, yeah. So basically, next opportunity I get to play my PS4 for a substantial amount of time, I'm probably gonna beat it. Um, my roommate and her boyfriend have been coming over. Um, they've been playing a lot of Wind Waker, and so they need the TV oh, for cool. that. So I. Decided um, I wanted to still play something in the meantime before Animal Crossing comes out. So I I did get Mystery Dungeon. I was going to wait on Mystery Dungeon. Um, I was still going to get it eventually, though. So I told myself, okay, I'm going to get it eventually anyway. Why don't I just get Mm. it now? So I did. Um, And so I've been playing that. Oh, cool. Which is fun. It's cool because I've been watching my fiance play it a lot um, since he got it a little bit ago. Um, so he keeps playing it and I'm like, oh, I want to play it, but I, I've told myself I wouldn't. And then I just caved. Um, yeah, that game's great. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it as much as I enjoyed the first one. Probably. It's very solid. I got all these, I'm getting all the camps so I can get all the friends. I will recruit every Pokemon. That's like my goal. (laughs) I don't care about catching them all. I, I care about becoming friends with them all. So, Aww. but I got a Beldum today and I'm really excited about it because I would love a Metagross on my team. That'd be amazing. So broken. A Belgium? Uh, Beldum. Not Belgium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 uh, I was like, what is this? But yeah, I, I've been having fun playing the game. It's really awesome to just take on mobile. I haven't even played it on like a big screen yet. Um, cause I've been kind oh. of playing it when other people are using the TV. Yeah. Um, but it's, so it looks great on handheld and I'm sure it'd look great on like the console. Um, yeah, it's really cool because it just reminds me how back, you know, back in the day when I was playing the original mystery dungeon, I would do the same thing. Um, because there's a way you could connect your game boy to the GameCube and have it project onto the TV. Um, and so I would do that with that game specifically. So I would play it, you know, on my Game Boy and play it around and, you know, mobile handheld. But then when I was home, I would connect it to my GameCube so I could see it bigger. Um, So it's cool because it's basically (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) Maybe I should try the OG one on my Game Boy or something. Yeah. I mean, it is just like the same game as far as I'm aware. There's (laughs) very slight differences that I've seen at least so far. Um, Again, the art style. The art style is really good. Um, The music is revamped. But the same, so yeah. Mechanically, it's all the same though, except for meh. There's one thing that's slightly different. It doesn't matter though. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Cool. Yeah, that's what I've been cool. playing. I've been sticking with Rune Factory Four Special on the Switch. Uh, I played a, a little bit during the stream. I love it. I don't know. I really like the story. It's very strange and 
I, I don't know, like anime, Japanese. You know what people super... didn't love about that stream was your was your accents. No, I think everyone loved the accents. <laughs> I think it was <laughs> Dallas and the Southern one specifically. Yeah, I gave someone a Southern accent, and <laughs> Dallas was not a fan. <laughs> oh, I had time, an though. amazing British accent that I will never be able to uh, do again. Yeah, don't. I don't. Don't know. do it here. I won't. It was great. <laughs> I I can't. It's impossible. I don't know how I did it. Um, it was like this very sophisticated British sounding <laughs> accent, and I'll never make that work again. Uh, <laughs> but you, basically, like when you got to fight the monsters and stuff, uh, you find out pretty quickly in the game. So I don't think it's too spoilery that they are like, well, at least the first one is a person, mm. and so you're kind of unlocking people in your town. Uh, and I guess I'm going to do different things. I don't know. I haven't really interacted with people as well as I sh- am supposed to be. Uh, figured out who I'm going to marry already. So it's basically just focus on her, uh-huh. focus on work. Of course. <laughs> That's a... Sounds like the right thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. Everything else <laughs> that is like... like good advice in general for real life. <laughs> yeah. Focus on, focus on work. Focus on the person you're going to marry. Um... <laughs> Make them come fight monsters with you. That's one weird thing is you can befriend the monsters and then they go into your barn and most of them are like a cow or something and that makes sense. But now I know that some of these are people and that's a little weird. That's awkward. Yeah, but if you like Stardew Valley and you like Harvest Moon, you'd be super into this. I think it's a lot of fun and very much it's that game first. I know that like people are kind of talking about the RPG aspect of it and it is kind of this like fighter, but the fighting is such a small part. It's a big part of the story, but a small part of the gameplay. Mm. Nice. It's so much more about the relationships and the farming, like any other Harvest Moon style game. See, so yeah, I like it. I recommend if you like those kind of games. Cool. Yeah. We can get into this gaming news. Okie dokie. Uh, we have a few things. Um, probably like not the most recent news, but really cool news is that Reggie fils a former president of Nintendo, is now on the board of directors for GameStop. Yeah. That's so weird. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully. It makes sense for him. I think yes. that if anyone can do anything for them, it's him. Yeah, especially with his insight, yeah, probably he's got a lot of insight, and he's worked with other businesses before. Like, one of his weird claims to, claim to fame is that uh, he invent, invented the Bigfoot pizza at Pizza Hut. What is the Bigfoot pizza? It's like a, I think it's just a big pizza. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I don't know. It's been it. a while. I feel yeah, like it probably has a specific amount of toppings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they are. Um, I keep maybe, hearing about it, though, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, so he, um, that's exciting because I feel like his insight pro- will probably help that. And I feel like he wouldn't like to see, you know, I guess the the traction that, that GameStop is going on, you know. Like, I feel like his advice and his insight would do well for that company. Yeah, so, definitely. Like, he, he literally talked about recently, uh, talking about how, like, when he went to Nintendo, there was all these hip and cool logos that, like, they were working on. Uh, with Nintendo to like you know modernize it whatever and he's like mm-hmm. no nah, like he's like no nah, we're not going to do those because that's not that's not us and so um, Nintendo, that's how Nintendo still kept their curve like logo so yeah. it's weird yeah. to think that that logo would have ever changed um, 
So maybe he's going to go into GameStop and just lay down the law and be like, my body is ready. Let's do this. My body is ready. He's like, you should stick to video games. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's exciting. That was like last week. We kind of, you know, we didn't really go into too much news because we had the pleasure drive. We've taken a couple weeks off. So that's kind of like last week's news. But we have right. this week's news. Um, well, it makes sense, too. I did want to say, like, they're all turning to this uh, gaming cafe style thing. Uh-huh. Um, so like, it's not about selling games for them anymore. And I think that, uh, he's very much, you look at like the Xbox relationship and it's been about play anywhere kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that kind of is extension of him is his play anywhere, including your neighborhood. Yeah, that's That's true. Um, so yeah, the rest of the news we have more recently, um, Resident Evil 3 will be getting the demo on the 19th, so if you're listening to this on Wednesday, that is tomorrow, uh, which is exciting. Uh, We recently got that Final Fantasy VII demo, which was exciting, uh, that I got to play. Uh, Yeah. So so that's cool. I I mean, I'm going to skip on Resident Evil 3 since I'll be picking up Animal Crossing, Um, but that'll be something worth trying um, because Nemesis is a lot worse than Mr. X uh, from Resident Evil 2. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, you, you know, that'll be available. And then our third piece of news is that Xbox Series X is going to pull a Sony, and it's going to have its own pri- proprietary memory add-ons, SD, SSD add-ons specifically, um, okay. which is weird because like we're so used to a lot of people bought like external hard drives for this last generation, mm-hmm. and now you're not going to be able to do that. That's true. Yep, you're not going to be able to... I think they said, like, it is going to have USB, like, ports that you can transfer storage to and from. So, like, probably, like, save files or maybe, like, screenshots or videos and such. Um, But what my worry is, is, like, there are these little card things, but it reminds me... It takes me back to the days of when I had PSPs and Vitas for, like, the Sony platforms. And those things were so weird and they were so expensive, uh, and I, they haven't announced the price point for these yet, but I imagine these, I hope they're only going to be around like 90 bucks, kind of like a good one terabyte hard drive is now, like a external hard drive, but yeah, I just don't know. Their own thing could make it expensive. They could be pricey. Yep. So it's exciting though, because a solid state drive, uh, if you put one in your computer now, they're, they make games run pretty beastly, road, load pretty fast. Um, mm-hmm. But but they say these things are going to have more... They're going to be... They say these things specifically are actually going to be better than a solid-state drive you would put in your PC, which is even crazier. Um, yeah. Could be super, super fast. Yeah. Um, so this news comes out of the a blog that I think Inside Xbox did... Uh, today as of recording this and so they did things like talked about more about specs uh the standard hard drive that is or not hard drive the solid state drive that it's going to come with is already one terabyte and i think these are one terabyte themselves these cards um and then they did things like more specs they compared it to the size of your refrigerator because everybody jokes about how it looks like a refrigerator and then like (laughs) to the size of a banana and it's actually like i saw a picture of it and it doesn't look actually much bigger than a banana like as far as like height wise and everything like it's gonna be it's gonna look like a little maybe like a home device kind of uh you know kind of like we all have our 
our Amazon Echoes. I didn't say the name because right. I didn't want mine to go off. Um, but our Google Homes, kind of like that. Um, so I think it's going to fit right in with those devices as far as look goes. Um, cool. Yeah, so that's kind of what's going on in the gaming news. Uh, the pull list, I didn't really need to actually look up any release dates for this one because the biggest ones are Animal Crossing New Horizons and Doom Eternal. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yep, and I'm playing both of these because I am very <laughs> I had to support that, like, the internet was being so wholesome about, like, March 20th, like, Animal Crossing fans are supporting Doom fans and vice versa. All these memes and gifs right. of Doom Slayer and Isabel, like, just, like, hanging out. Like, oh, it's so good. So I was like, you know what? I was originally going to get Resident Evil 3, but I said, nah, I'm going to the Animal Crossing because I want to be a part of that. I want to support both. Like, Right. So, yeah, that was so are, cool that they did all that. Yeah, the community's been really cool. Like, it just it's so good to see the internet not, like, be jerks to each other. I would <laughs> agree. <laughs> yeah, so those are the biggest releases for our pull list. Cool. Yeah. Well, then we can talk about some of the movies that we watched. Shelly and I both watched Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, which I think would make a Mew 3, but that doesn't happen. Random. Okay, that was where I wanted to go with this at all, but uh, there is a Mew 3 in the manga. I looked it up. I don't know why. Um, and uh, it is Ash's Pikachu is actually Clefairy in the manga. What? And what? that Clefairy fuses with um, Mewtwo like genetic stuff oh, and then stop. becomes a talking Mew 3. And it looks like Mewtwo and Clefairy like with uh, Clefairy hair. That's so weird. <laughs> It's a real thing. I'm probably oh completely misquoting what actually happened. Ew. Do you see it? <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's a joke. <laughs> and I hear even goes, I guess this makes me Mew 3. That's what, yeah. Because it talks, I guess. That's that's the that's the screenshot I'm looking that's at. That's weird. It's a thing. Very strange. Um I think million dollar idea, they just need to make a Mew 3 for the games. That's like a cool looking Mewtwo. I mean, why? Well, I was just gonna say why do that when they can have another Mega Evolution. But just kidding, they're getting rid of Mega Evolutions. They could do it a Gigamax or Gigantamax. That'll yeah. be a Mew three. Mewtwo. That'd be crazy. Mewtwo point. The ultimate life form. It's just Shadow the Hedgehog, in Mewtwo form. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Everything's a Sonic Adventure reference for you. Yeah, I probably should stop that. That's gonna turn into <laughs> another Arrowverse thing for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to call it out. It was just. Funny. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I know. Forgive it's me. Like second nature. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's a who I am. <laughs> it defies uh, who I am. I guess I should say it's no use. But anyways, movie is not a shot for shot, but it might be a word for word. It's essentially uh, shot for shot. It's very close. Yeah, I would. So kind of like a Disney live action remake. I think the dialogue is exactly the same. Like, yeah. it's got new voice actors, but I think mm-hmm. the script is the same. That oh. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, gorgeous. Yeah. Art. Yeah. It looks, I should watch it. Nice. Maybe, yeah. I may be having time on my hands lately, so I'll try to watch it's it. It's like how I feel about Beauty and the Beast live action. Um, Very pretty, huh. but completely unnecessary. Yeah. It had yeah. none of the energy that I liked from the original. 
which okay. was upsetting. There are scenes that I just remember. I and every time it, when I still watch the original, I just see these certain scenes that just invoked very strong emotions within me, and Definitely. none of it holds that up too. The original. It does. None of that transferred to this movie at all. This new one. Like Stone Ash really didn't even. I don't yeah. know. It just wasn't as it just didn't, impactful. It was that wasn't as impactful. Like Meowth talking the wow. clone Meowth seemed like just another scene instead of something impactful. Um, honestly, mm, yeah. one of the big um, scenes for me, like when I think about. Um, you know, that feeling and that feeling that was missing in the third one, er, in the 3D um, animated, was there's that scene where Mewtwo is just, like, waving his hand around to create a storm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the original, it's just, it's very intimidating. It's very methodical. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this thing, this guy's evil. This guy, like, I don't know. It just creates yeah. this very strong emotion. Watching the 3D just looks silly. It looks straight up silly. It made no <laughs> sense. I don't know. It yeah, just, it was sense. completely different. Completely different energy for me. Um, I say the best part of the movie, though, Jesse and James and Meowth, I think yeah. they were actually great. They were, I, I liked them a lot in that. I cool. Meowth's acting, voice acting, threw me off for some reason, and nobody else did. I was fine with everyone else's voice except for Meowth. Yeah. I was like, huh. Misty's threw Meowth, me off. I didn't like Misty's voice. Misty's little. And the other trainer um other lady trainer that was with them oh yeah on the island that comes with yeah she had a really weird voice i guess yeah 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 just all... i don't know i this is what i want out of a video game art yeah. wise like i feel that hyper realistic pikachu not hyper realistic like they still look like that plasticky 3d animation yeah. cgi stuff but like pikachu had fur mm-hmm. and it looked <laughs> like it looked like a high definition video game of these characters absolutely that's, that's cool i definitely felt um, for that. felt that like if i could see like the trainers interactions with the pokemon um the yeah seeing scale seeing fur i'm like this makes me really excited if this was in a game or if this was like just if you take just this and then yeah put it in a game or something like that i think would be amazing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah because it was just super weird because when i think about watching the original and it's like very clearly anime I don't really transcribe it into the game so much. Um, it definitely still seems like a very separate thing. This one, because mm-hmm. animation in the games are 3D now, I was kind of comparing them a lot and sort of seeing like, oh, why why can't we have these interactions with Pokemon like these characters do? Or why, you know, I don't know. Right. It's just, again, what you're, yeah. what you're saying of like having that sort of energy, that sort of detail in character models would be lit. That'd be super cool. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I I don't know. I liked it. I watched the first movie in theaters. Oh yeah, I did too. So oh, I wow. was really really young, uh, <laughs> and I don't I don't remember that movie as much as I like thought I did. So I haven't seen it. I think I've seen it once since then. So that oh, was wow. so it was very like fresh for me again. I so bought it on DVD sense. a couple years ago. Yeah, my uh, roommate oh, has really. it on VHS, so we watch it sometimes. The one I probably saw the most was Pokemon 2000. Uh, I don't yeah. remember that one at all. I think I saw that one in theaters and forgot about it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. The one with Entei right. was really cool. And then after that, I kind of fell off. I watched other movies, but I... Yeah, I it was like those three... The only other movie that I know and actually enjoy is the one with Latios and Latios. 
I don't know why that one. I forget what it's called. It's like Forever or something. It's like the fourth one. Yeah. I, we couldn't remember their names. We were <laughs> talking about that movie too. I like that one. But that after cool. that, yeah. again, it's kind of rough to remember. Paris. Or not Paris, yeah, but it's uh, like, Venice. It's like Venice. It's super cool. Um, huh. And I felt like the char- the villains were actually interesting in that one. But that's all. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I like how the movies get real sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, real crazy. Like, kind of outside the show. Like, they get way more sci-fi than the show does. That's cool. Like, 2000, you've got, like, a flying ship that's... That's very true. ...catching Pokemon, and Mewtwo, like, he brings up this mutating fortress in the first movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all, like, way more sci-fi. It's, like, covered in the, this, like, crazy armor. Too. They changed the armor! Why did they do that? Why did they do what? that? I thought they were really cool. I didn't see any reason to do that. It made no sense. It looked worse, in my opinion. But that's... I would say that if you haven't seen it before, go watch the original. Uh, but if you haven't seen the movie in a while and you want like a refresher, it's, I think it's worth watching. Yeah, I think it's... I would definitely watch the first one. First. Yeah, I think it's worth watching if you already have a Netflix account. If you're not paying any yeah, extra for it. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I'll watch it because I don't have to pay extra for it. I'm paying mm-hmm. as a Netflix account, so... Right. If I had to pay for it, like oh, in theaters, cool. I would not. I would not do it at all. <laughs> well, we can get into the news. Yeah. A lot going outside of the uh, the disease, the coronavirus stuff. So yeah. So one cool thing is that Wonder Woman, this sequel, um, is like so many other movies are getting delayed and stuff, but Wonder Woman two is not. Um, at least as far mm-hmm. as this episode's coming out <laughs> or it's getting recorded more so um right yeah so this one is one of the few that's still going strong right yeah this is one woman 1984 um still looks super super darn 80s and it's still playing for june 2020 that new poster they just came out with is pretty awesome mm-hmm. it was very artistic yeah it's it looks really good i mean i liked obviously i really liked the first one woman so i'm probably gonna go see this but yeah. it's and it's cool, yeah, to hear that's not getting delayed. Um, I guess it'll be interesting to see how it does. I don't really know how the world's mm. going to be by June. Hopefully okay, but I guess we don't yeah. know, right? So, Right. I think June is far out enough to where they don't need to like delay anything. Right now, yeah, it sounds like totally. just like March and April are the biggest things where stuff is getting like delayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can at least definitely look forward to that. Another thing, too, is um, Spider-Man 3 is getting filmed or starting filming in july that's uh confirmed by both tom holland and zendaya so that's sweet that is happening i believe they're filming in atlanta so that's pretty cool um we again have no idea what's about beside from the ending of spider-man 2 so it's probably gonna be kind of intense um that's gonna be exciting (laughs) it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be probably a way different feeling than from the first two um i would think I loved Far From Home. I liked it so much better than Homecoming. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it's going to be great, and hopefully it won't just, like, die out. It'll also be... It's just... It's interesting that we're actually having another Spider-Man trilogy. So when someone says, like, you know, Spider-Man trilogy, <laughs> you actually have to be more specific about it. About, you like, say the Tobey Maguire trilogy or the Holland trilogy. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll encounter Venom and do weird dancing again. Oh no no no! I need I need a maximum <laughs> no, carnage no, no. movie. I need I need a maximum carnage movie definitely. 
That would be nuts. Yeah, we have no idea who like the villain's <laughs> gonna be. Just this whole idea that. Well, I think there's talks of Craven. Yeah, I've heard confirmed. talks of that. Yeah. Oh. Well, it would make sense because, considering that ending, if he was yeah. being hunted, you know, like it'd be perfect. Okay. It'd be cool. But yeah, that's that's something I look forward to as well. I would say, um, especially interesting hearing oh, yeah. more MCU news. I feel like we don't really hear a lot of mcu like movie news anymore we hear lots of streaming news on disney plus um yeah so this is the next kind of thing that's filming so yeah um and finally jason blums this is blumhouse guy he's the blumhouse guy um right he wants to make more universal horror movies um especially after invisible man so that came out i think Mm -hmm. fairly recently um and that went yeah in the last couple weeks exactly it did really well um, and it was very specifically, like, standalone, um, not part of some sort oh. of, like, universe, I don't think. I want it to be part of a universe. Well, I don't know so, if, like, if, this, if, if this works. They try it. So Universal tried to do that monster thing, right? Yeah, it tried just didn't, and failed. It just didn't work <laughs> at all. Um, I know. So if there is... So who plays the Invisible Man? Does John Cena play the Invisible Man? Yes, Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> we record at home, so that's why that joke's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't really know what else to say about that. I think they're making a Dracula movie. I think that's already kind of in works. Um, but yeah, just in. But I liked, I liked the last Dracula movie, and I didn't hate the mummy movie (laughs) unless they're redoing them like again like spider-man level like hey we're rebooting this thing again um i haven't seen that last dracula movie but if if he wants to like redo them i think that'd be cool if yeah if blum does yeah it sounds like they from what i can gather he wants to make more of these sort of universal um originated horror movies uh with like all these different characters and stuff but i don't think he necessarily wants it to be like a universe um i think he just wants to make good movies i would love to see what he could do with like bram stoker's dracula oh my gosh that'd be that'd be so cool (laughs) yeah i'm geeking out about that and of course it's not necessarily i don't know how confirmed it is it's just if he wants it it's probably gonna happen i feel so yeah if a movie does well yeah and they want to make more that's where the money exactly. is. Exactly. So, Greenlight it. Yeah. So, if you're a fan of uh, <laughs> sort of these villains, these characters, and these um, monster related horror movies, then this could be good news for you. I would think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of getting it done in a different light. So, yeah. That's cool. all of our movie news, though. LJ, how's Lego Master Street you? That show is really good. I've been watching it on Hulu. I missed, like, the first episode, the first week it came out. I think they're, like, in the fifth or sixth episode now. But basically, okay. it's a uh, it's on Fox. So it's like a contest show. And there's yeah. a, these people that team up. They're on teams. I forget how many, like, groups it is. But each week, they have specific challenges. And they are cool. I think the animators, whoever did the animation for the actual Lego movie, like sometimes mm-hmm. when they show off their creations, it'll do like a quick little animation sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. That's cool. Like the previous episode was uh, the biggest challenge was that they had to build bridges. And so they had like these two like platform roadways that that uh, they had to make a bridge 
flush with those roadways. And so they had to use like their creativity and like their, you know, just kind of like their skills to be able to make a bridge. And so Will Arnett hosts the show too, which is really cool. Um, who does voice of Lego Batman. Um, but so they had to like use what they know to make a bridge. And so what they did was they put actual weights on it. Um, because it had to like, it had to be like, you had to be able to test it with weights. And so some people did like the, um, technic, like Lego technic stuff, which is like meant for like, you know, building stuff like that. There was a couple that they didn't even use, uh, the technic stuff and they just built this bridge straight out of like regular Lego blocks. And that one held like up to a thousand pounds. Um, a couple of the bridges. Yeah. There was two bridges that held a thousand, a couple of them like broke right away. Um, but the other one they did was like a skyline. They all had to build like different blocks of like a city. And so like when they were done, they put them all together. And so they have like two judges with uh, will there. Um, it's exciting. It's really cool to see the creations they come up with. It's on Hulu and I highly recommend it. If you're just like into Legos or if you're just into like creative stuff like that, it's really cool. Cool. Speaking mm-hmm. But other than that, I haven't been watching. Speaking them. of Legos, y'all, did you see that trailer from Nintendo about Lego Mario? Oh, yeah. That weird Lego Mario thing? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it looks, kind of a board game, I, I think. I don't know how to feel about yeah, it. Yeah, it looks super, weird. It's super high tech looking. Like, you have like an actual like Mario character that looks like it's made out of Legos, but then it's so weird digital looking. panels on it. Yeah, and so you can see like his eyes, yeah. he reacts like, to stuff. In. He's like a it's little. It's so creepy. It's weird, and there's different, like, scanners on different, um, like, enemies mm-hmm. and stuff, so it can tell when you're stomping on a Goomba. Um, it's like a game something. in itself. It is, yeah. Like, I would, I'd yeah. recommend everyone check out the trailer for it, because it definitely looks very interesting. Um, it's unique, for sure. But also, it makes you wonder, like, you have to build this entire level, and after you just kind of, like, do-do-do-do-do-do all over the level, like, what do you do with it? I don't know. I want to see more. Right, more, yeah, I guess. Checkpoints, but I feel like you could cheat and just hit every checkpoint. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's... Uh, if you're getting, like, the cool flashies come up on your screen, there's even, like, a, a time limit. You know, like, it showed, like, the time countdown, like, 10 seconds. Right. But that's what's so stopping weird. you from just, like... I mean, I don't know. It's... Going doing it. from the top, or from the start to, like, boom, okay, I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> I, it's a very cool-looking thing. I just don't know how practical it is. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, check check it out, everyone who's listening. It definitely looks cool. Yeah, so. it's fascinating because it's it's not just like, hey, we're doing a Mario Lego set. It's like we're doing this unique thing. Totally, it's very different from other. And Legos. I, th- I think Lego said they. I guess this has been in, in the works for a while, but um, they said they also want to try other Nintendo properties. Uh, that'd be cool. <gasps> Ooh, Lego oh, Zelda like, set. I would be interested yeah. in that. Yeah, that'd be cool. You could do a lot with that. Cool. Or that'd be fun if they did like a Metroid one, but did like somehow oh. try to do like a target like mini game or something, like to shoot like Metroids or something. That'd be Yo. cool. Because like it doesn't even need to be super highly interactive in a game right. sense. I, I feel like even if they just were to release like scenes for collectors, like yeah. that'd be really oh, cool. Yeah. Like I think you know, having a spread of something that looks like Breath of the Wild. 
Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. Oh, that'd be, building a tower. Build a guardian yeah. out of Legos? Like maybe an expensive yeah. flipping guardian or something? That'd be awesome. I feel like that would honestly get more traction than kind of what they're doing with Mario, but I may be proven wrong. Yeah. We'll see. I feel like the interactivity was probably a demand from Nintendo. They're probably oh, like, yeah. hey, like yeah. if we're going to, if we're going to do this, you have to make it fun for kids and That's... have it interactive somehow. Good point. Good guy Nintendo. Well, they had though too the Pokemon Legos. Really? Oh. Have you huh. seen those? It's like a Charizard that you build out of Legos. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of fascinating, but that's a very good tie-in for Lego Masters. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I've been watching a lot of TV. Uh, I mean, we haven't met in a couple weeks. That's, yeah. yeah. So go through all of them the first one ultra carbon i think i talked about it during the pledge drive but i haven't talked about it on the on the like actual podcast yeah you said um, anthony mackie did a really good job at playing that character right like from the first yeah game. he pulls pulls it off really really well huh. um which i can't imagine is easy to do like right to play the ticks that someone else got to choose for you um it's, it's really really cool to see him do that uh i will say i'm really bummed uh the show, okay. I'm really bummed because I was wrong about this. I gotta, I gotta clarify. Huh. Um, when I'm first watching the episodes, I wasn't seeing any like uh, frontal nudity, like full frontal. Oh. And I was like, man, maybe it's because Mackie is a Disney star, so they just can't <laughs> show anything like that. Uh, and that's sadly not the case. I think it's the second to last episode. Um, there is a scene. But there's way less nudity in this than there was in the previous season. Okay. Because um, the first season was it was like super gratuitous. Right, right. Uh, but I was bummed. I was like, man, you can make a good show without showing much nudity. Yes. And they can't, apparently. Netflix doesn't know how. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was There are people I know that would have watched this season – if it hadn't, and they could have just watched the catch up and then continued mm. from there, uh, and that's kind of ruined now for them. I hear even Castlevania. Ha- I don't. I haven't seen Castlevania yet, but I hear towards the end of Castlevania that new season. I hear there's some pretty gratuitous stuff there. Ah, uh, lame. Yeah. I also don't think the story was as strong as the first season. Uh, the first season was very like crazy. Uh, detective work and in this um I, just, I don't know i don't think the writing was as strong mackie definitely kind of like carried the show with his performance hmm. uh yeah i don't know i also watch walking dead and i watch walking dead every week but the notable ep- like it was a very noticeable ep- notable episode okay um super good uh very game of thrones and it's like unexpectedness deception great but i guess if you know i I looked into it a little bit if you know the comics uh you would have seen the surprise coming Hmm. but i was i was shocked i thought it was a great episode um and there's like straight up a medieval battle scene maybe that's what i'm thinking of game of thrones too uh they are in an era now where there's not a lot of guns so they create a shield wall and like are actually battling uh with medieval weapons it's really cool huh that's kind of trippy yeah just gotten to that point in their uh apocalypse they're, they're so far into yeah huh yeah 
Well, they make like wagons and stuff out of like cars <laughs> now too, which is really cool. I I love kind of the era that they're in right now. Hmm. And the last thing that I watched, speaking of Game of Thrones medieval stuff, is Miracle Workers Dark Ages, huh. which is a TBS rated M for mature TV show uh, that stars. Daniel Radcliffe, I didn't think of his name. Like Harry Potter. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny, but it's very stupid humor. Um, so, I don't know. You can try watching it if you're, you know, over the age of 18 and are into it. Like, you might like it, you might not. I laughed at certain parts, and then there are other parts that I was like, this is really dumb. It's a live action thing? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I continue <laughs> to watch it, it or not. I've only watched one episode, so I'll give it a little more time. But they're all, like, named after their jobs, and so uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, you have to do this thing because that's what your name is. That's what the people before you did. Huh. Um, it's dumb. And <laughs> Harry Potter plays Prince, which I think is fun. He's a half-blooded Prince? Yes. <laughs> the one thing to note, too, is Miracle Workers this is actually season two of a show. Uh, that is an anthology so miracle workers i don't know what season one was about but i think they were like angels or something oh this is that show okay i remember hearing about it yeah i completely skipped that season because i didn't care so it's Uh, like something completely different now yeah same cast but different story Uh uh-huh yeah because that first season was kind of like i I never watched it but it seemed interesting Mm mm-hmm it was like they were all I, angels and they worked in like an office or like a warehouse or something. I don't remember. Yeah, and like did miracles for people, right? But they were kind of like idiots, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Bad at job. Yeah, <laughs> it was from what I had seen. It looked weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't check it out. I don't know. I only liked this because I was like, I need some more Viking stuff, and this seems like a comedy based on that era. <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. It's definitely like. Nobody has an accent except for Daniel Radcliffe and <laughs> one of those kind of things. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into the TV news. Uh, we're scrimping. I actually kind of stole a movie news story because it kind of fits with TV. Well, how so we're dare you? Work with that. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing the best from Shelley for myself. Uh, Universal, speaking of. Mm-hmm. is putting on uh, new releases on demand so you'll be able to stream them at home because, like, new movies that are in theaters now and then the new Trolls movie is also going to be on there, which hasn't been released in theaters yet. Uh, yeah. And they should be coming around March 20th, I believe. That's trippy. That's crazy. Yeah, and so you'll be able to stream these movies. Uh, the reason for it is because, like, movie theaters are closing down and yeah. they're, like, well, we'll go ahead and let you... That reminds me it. of... Um... Disney Plus, they released Frozen 2 uh, three months earlier as of yesterday. So that people can... The one downside of this is these movies, it's like the streaming is like $19. Oh. Uh, Wait, so is it like to buy the movie? Because buying digital is is that price. I think it's just a stream. Really? Like to rent it for like a day? Huh? To rent it for, like, a day? I think it's a month. You get a month subscription to this little, like, movie thing. Okay, if so... If I read it right. That's weird. Okay, because I never looked at it into detail, but basically, if you buy... If you just buy a movie right out, it's 20 bucks. But if you rent okay. a movie, 
it's usually like four to six dollars. So I wonder. That's so weird. Uh, Trolls World Tour, Invisible Man, The Hunt, yeah. and Emma. I don't know what Emma is. Emma just came out in theaters. Yeah, I hope that's like some kind of comedy. I don't remember. I recognize the name though. It's a yeah available across multiple on-demand services for a forty-eight hour rental period at a suggested retail price of twenty dollars. Ooh, that's weird. They should just do it like normal and let people rent it for like five bucks if they want to. Yeah, I guess probably because these are theater movies. Right. So if you were going to go walk your family to the theaters. Yeah, I think I, I could see myself paying, like, you know, like, I don't want to go to the theater. I'll pay 20 bucks, you know, like. Yeah, especially if your local theater. It's kind of like ordering food out uh, from, like, Uber Eats or something like that. You're paying, like, right. almost it ends up being twice. Right, Yeah, you're paying, like, yeah, almost twice what you would normally pay. Mm-hmm. I actually, for the longest time, thought of um before like disney plus becoming a thing and winter soldier they're already kind of doing way better than my idea mm-hmm. um but back then i was like well fox can't do or marvel can't do wolverine versus hulk in movie form because of the like contract stuff yeah um, but if you do kind of like a one-off episode thing i would pay extra money to watch hulk versus wolverine and it have nothing to do with anybody but just like have mark ruffalo's hulk and wolverine fight and I was like, I'd pay twenty bucks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, like a and it just like not a be a movie, feature. but a streaming thing. Huh. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I back then was like, I would pay extra money to not go to the theaters, and we'll see. I don't. I, those aren't movies that I want to spend twenty bucks on. Right, and and so I I th- uh, not to bring up the coronavirus stuff again, but this stuff like this made conversations very interesting, especially with our Bible studies team, and oh, yeah. like with our movie movies department, because like I was gonna go see Bloodshot this weekend uh, yeah. to do a Bible study on it. I I could have, but I was like ah, I better not. Like I don't know if the, our theaters are even open. You know I don't know what they're doing. So it just, even that, like, it's going to not delay. I mean, well, yeah, delay, but it's just movies that our writers plan on covering are not going to happen this month. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, for stuff like Emma, like, I think, like, for a few of those, we probably already have reviews on the website. But um, in place of my Bloodshot Bible study, I'm going to go watch Dragon Quest Your Story and do a Bible study on that. Nice. Uh, on Netflix. So it was just kind of interesting, like, to bring that up. Like, some of this stuff is affecting our content in a small way. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then the other news story, Mark Ruffalo is going to appear in She-Hulk. Who would have thought? That's cool. That Thank God. It just yes. makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if he will be his new Hulk version, which I would assume he'd have to be. Hmm. That's a good point. Uh, unless they mess around. There was, this is unrelated, and I don't have a source for this right now. Um, I won't find one. It's out there somewhere. You can look it <laughs> up. Uh, but it was saying that Mark Ruffalo wants to make a Hulk movie still. Uh, that's really kind of him versus, well, Bruce versus the Hulk uh, becoming Professor Hulk. And I don't know if he meant that as, like, becoming a prequel, uh, which I'd be okay with that, kind of seeing where he gets to now. Well, yeah, because, like, Black maybe... Widow is a weird pseudo-prequel to everything. That's, yeah. Yeah. Looks so good. And, like, that's an important story, I think, uh, to see... How does the Hulk get to a point where he's okay with... Because the way Endgame talks about it, it sounds like he just kind of ex- scienced his way into being Professor Hulk. 
Uh, and I would like it to be more of a struggle between the two entities. Or actually uh, to see how that happened. Yeah. Yep. I'd want to see... It should be a struggle. It should be kind of a fight and dialogue between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark Wolfel says he wants to see that on film. So uh, I would love to see that still. Make it happen, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of news that's cool, but not surprising. Right. Uh, discussion question. You can ask us discussion questions uh, on our Discord. That's probably the easiest way to do it. You can use the hashtag GGCast on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to check that. But uh, you can get our Discord through the website, going to more, and then community. You'll find it. Uh, and then ask us on the GGCast questions channel there. Like Zeke365, who asks, I've been wondering, do you guys go to conventions like anime conventions or even film festivals? Uh, we've never done a film festival. That would be cool. That'd be super. Yeah, that would be cool. I feel like um, Juliana, our uh, our movie reviewer from Australia, she's gone to something along those lines. I know she's done like Q and A's and stuff like that. um, That like she's been a part of. So in a way, we've done that stuff. But as far as conventions, I think we talked about it on the pledge drive how we were kind of like dialing back on that focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've gone to a lot of PAX. PAXs uh, have been the easiest. Local, yeah, we've gone to local, um, I guess, local pop culture cons. conventions. Mm-hmm. I was going to uh, go was... to Comic-Con this past weekend if it didn't get canceled. Yeah. yeah. I was ready to like talk to Kevin Conroy and get him to like record a little thing for us. That would have been, been dope. I spoke at a small convention uh, from the Southern Baptist University. It was like a gaming tournament place. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... At Nen- not Nendesicon, uh, Consplosion here yes. in Fort Smith spoke there. Uh, so we do little things here and there. Um, and we were, last year, really wanted to kind of push hard on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started to realize uh, it's just not the best use of our money at the time. Yeah. And so we're trying to make sure that we're make- focused really hard on the website, which is you know us providing content um, for all of you. That's kind yeah. of like where we started, and that's... You don't want to go and do something else if you're not doing the main thing right. the my, best you can. My kind of PR speak, like during the pleasure drive especially, was that you know we realized we had to focus inward before we mm-hmm. could really even get good at doing the outward, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. You should definitely like have something mastered before you move on, kind of. Thing. Yes. Very yes. firm uh, foundation. Allows you. Yeah. It's yeah. like if we if we don't have something to show you guys when we go out there, how can we be successful at it? Kind of a deal. Right. So I would love to do more conventions. And I think from uh, a journalistic standpoint, uh, which the website kind of is, um, we almost kind of need to at some point. So, yeah. you know, well, work on PAXs were great too. for PR stuff. Uh, really awesome for that, I think. Um, we did a little bit of outreach when we were in PAX South, you know, but it was just like uh, really handing out those business cards and talking with, you know, PR people and developers and publishers. I think that's that's where going to those packs has really helped us a lot. Yeah. We did, like, we I prayed with somebody, and uh, yeah, we had cool. little tracks is the best way to put it. That was awesome when you and I were out there doing that last, like, push, and we got to pray for somebody. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I'd love to do more of that. I will say, i uh, got to give Love Thy Nerd a shout-out. They're um, awesome at it. They're doing an amazing job on the outreach front, mm-hmm. uh, which, in this kind of situation, that's like what's important to me. Yes. Um, and they're actually not just so they, they go and they play board games with people uh, and get to kind of know people that way, and they're giving them free stuff, and so people end up asking, you know, what is this about? They get to tell mm-hmm. them that. Uh, but they also volunteer with 
different booths, booths and, stuff. and then uh, they get to kind of like talk to those people and get deeper seated relationships with those people. It's as well. really awesome. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Love That Nerd does great job with that. Um, yeah, not we have done them. That was a long answer to, to but it could be short, which is we have done them. <laughs> we like doing them. Uh, read our Bible studies at geeksnerdrace.com. I think personally, we just don't feel well equipped right now. Yeah. Well, there's just, yeah, there's a lot we want to get done with this website. There's a lot that we want to accomplish with there. With the ministry uh, like ours that's so online based and we're so spread out, it definitely makes things more complicated. Like, really, that's not like much of an excuse, but it's just, it's, it's a, it's definitely a hurdle we have to go through, you know? Yeah. We, I don't know. I want to make sure that there's a lot of stuff, like I said, that we want to accomplish with the website. Um, that if we're putting funds elsewhere, it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. A lot of yeah. awesome stuff happening. We got we got some awesome future. stuff coming up that the funds of our Patreon members, you know, without them, it wouldn't be happening. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. All right. We will. Oh, you, you have D&D. Oh, yeah. So as far as other things we're geeking out about, I, mm-hmm. I played D&D again this weekend. Since we had a lot of time, we played for like four hours. It was pretty legit. Nice. Over over roll twenty, like we have been. My my real life D and D group hasn't started yet. Um, okay. But this one was intense. Uh, this one, uh, I have my orc fighter, my half orc fighter, and so uh, we did this quest. The first part of the quest. Well, there's two quests because they're considered like side quests. So I went to go look for missing fellow half orcs. Um, in this like in these mines of this like city. And so what happened was we got there and there was a drider, which is like this half lady, like witch thing, half spider. And it was not nearly as hard as the set. Oh, it was harder than the second thing we ended up fighting, which was actually supposed to be harder. So the drider, we're getting terrible rolls. And so we eventually decided like, well, we don't need to kill this thing to complete the quest. So there was a, a, like dying half orc uh that like we're supposed to like save and so i ended up using my constitution and a lot of athletics checks to be able to drag it out of like the cave and so we didn't actually kill it um which my my buddy the dm he did not account for that we would like escape so that was exciting because we threw a (laughs) curveball um so we just were doing terrible with this against this drider and so we eventually we eventually made it out because our our bard casted some spell that was like a laughing spell and I forget what it's exactly called but uh, the the drider couldn't break out of it my our DM kept getting bad rolls on that thing and so I just kept picking up our our uh, orc we had to rescue and eventually made it out. The second thing we had to fight was an abolith, which is like a mythical like legendary like uh, monster. And so this thing, it actually can take control, uh, like mind control your party members. Okay. Which made things even more interesting because a couple of our party members actually got mind controlled. And so they actually had to make the rolls against us whenever that, uh, whenever my DM would say he wanted them to attack us. <laughs> so it was, it was trippy. Um, we ended up actually doing better at that thing, which was actually a higher difficulty monster. Um, uh, so it was me, uh, my fighter, and and our fellow bard. We ended up taking it out, uh, but my two other friend, my two other friends are our rogue and our rangers. They 
they had to like attack us but it was exciting it was a good campaign we're gonna play more um because we decided like hey like we, we just don't want to do this once a month now we want to do more and so we're gonna play on the 28th and i think it's good especially since you know we got more time on our hands lately so. it starts Definitely. you say once yeah, a month we're, like, it goes to two a month it goes <laughs> yeah. to every weekend yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think we're gonna do every weekend but uh, it's just so cool like for me personally like one of my favorite things to do is like i'll get like a soundtrack from like a particular like fantasy thing on like spotify and i'll play it like as i'm as i'm listening to like the dm so like i had the oblivion soundtrack like playing as we were doing it and stuff too and it's just immersive and yeah it's so fun and roll 20 is a really awesome app too i like it um so yeah that's kind of my uh, D story lately there will be more thanks yeah I'm hooked. All right. Anyone else geeking out about anything else? Thanks, Shelly. I don't think so. Just Animal Crossing and Doom. Yep. <laughs> we'll end the podcast there then. Uh, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ and streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace, uh, Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at the the shell oh my gosh i can't even say my own username the (laughs) shell shock 24 it's fine (laughs) you can find me on instagram at cody armor check out the the facebook geeks under grace facebook twitter or instagram tomorrow you'll be really excited yeah i think uh yeah keep gaming keep praying and god bless bye peace We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.